The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In order to stay ahead of your competition, a lot of your success rises or falls based on your current marketing plan. Get ready for the Mojo Marketing Edge Radio Show. Today, hosts Ira Rosen and Corey Michael Sanchez will open up your awareness of the many different ways to market your business and reap major results. Now, here is the team behind Mojo Video Marketing, Ira and Corey. Hello, 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 everybody. Corey Michael Sanchez here, MojoVideoMarketing.com. We're excited to bring you another episode about lead generation. This is what we're talking about because this is super important. It's the the lifeblood of all these companies that are out there. And one of the big ways and big reasons that companies close down is because they don't have enough leads in their business. They don't have enough uh, prospects to really talk to. And we're on a big hunt, a huge mission to solve that very same problem that's why we're on the phone with an amazing, amazing presenter. His name's Ryan Shaw. I'm going to introduce him here, and he's a fabulous entrepreneur. He's, what blew my mind about Ryan is that he's helped over 15,000 people grow their online marketing skills and their business, which is huge. I mean, that's, that, he definitely ranks in a top, top tier of people that have been able to do that. And he's generated millions in online sales. Just recently, he's been using his elite Facebook ad strategies uh, since January 2013 to grow his business by leaps and bounds on autopilot and ha- has helped countless thousands do the same. And uh, he's really known as one of the top Facebook advertising experts in the world. And whenever Mojo does anything on this show, we always seek out the top people in the world. And, and uh, you know, we just we, we actually met Ryan at, a, at an event that we were both at. And uh, it, it just, uh, you know, it was just one of those things that we knew right away we had to get Ryan on the show, on the program, and talk about his, his fabulous and unique and highly effective proven Facebook lead generation strategies. So, uh, Ryan, are you there? Can you hear us? Yes, I can, Corey. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, you got it. Well, welcome to the program. I'm very excited about uh, about this topic because, you know, here's the thing when it comes to Facebook. I think a lot of people have spent a lot of money on Facebook. They spend a lot of time on Facebook. And I think um, I think the majority of people wish that they had it like you have it, where, you, where you're getting leads all the time. I think most people have it the opposite way where they are you know, struggling to make any kind of profit out of LinkedIn and have been trying it for a long, long time and, and really haven't been able to turn a profit from it. I know Mojo, you know, when we first started spending money on Facebook, I mean, we probably spent $30,000 on just advertising and all kinds of different things and, and uh, social media masters, quote unquote, that would help us go in there and, and build a community. And, you know, we did, we, we did fairly well. Um, but, uh, you know, it's one of those things that uh, I always kind of sit there and I'm thinking, you know what, I wish I, wish I, I wish I knew the secrets to really ramping this up and really making it a systematic way to get leads. So I'm glad that we're on the phone with you here today. So let's let's start talking about 
you know, going back a ways, I always like to get this. I mean, how did you jump into being an entrepreneur uh, in this world? Well, uh, Corey, I started out pretty young. I was always selling stuff, even when I was uh, in, uh, say, middle school, for example. I was just trying to be creative and uh, create things and sell them to classmates. So I started out pretty young, and then I got into creating websites and um, right after that and got into more of the online space and eventually started my own web design company um, after I graduated from college. And from there, I've done a lot of different things, such as uh, helping others build out their own businesses um, in the web design space. And now that uh, I've been doing a lot of more consulting and we're building out other applications, software, uh, service based and coaching companies. So we have a lot of different things now that we're doing and currently expanding. So it's it's really started out early age. I've always been excited and about building things. So right now I'm building companies. That's kind of gets me up in the morning. <laughs> right on, excellent, excellent. So so tell me, have, do you have like a like a techie backbone to you? I mean, that's it seems like if you start out doing websites and you know even years ago. By the way, what year did you start really official officially open up shop? Uh, I would say 2009 would be the official date. Got it. 2009. Okay, so since then, you've been cranking in, in a lot of different ways on this. So very, very nice. Congratulations on all your success. So, you know, what what brought you to Facebook, and uh, and what got you what got you started there? Well, I used to do AdWords. Back back in the day, so I've had some success and some familiarity with paid advertising, um, and it was a great way to generate you know both organic traffic and 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 paid traffic through Google. And then Facebook came on the scene, and I first got interested in it because I was uh, helping out. I was running a nonprofit organization. This was in 2010, and uh, they wanted to get some awareness up uh, about about our. Uh, you know, our, our uh, community issue that we we're trying to solve. And so I'm like, all right, let's get on Facebook. Um, you know, it was, it was really starting to get popular then. I gave it a try, started up a fan page. I spent $10 in ads to get some likes. And we went from zero to over 7,000 fans within a couple of weeks. And I really saw like a lot of money coming in there for donations, as well as just the viral effect that Facebook had. And uh, if you have something where people really care about it, um, you can definitely reach out and really have a viral message that returns a big return on investment. That's awesome. What was the nonprofit? Uh, we had a historic building in uh, southern Jersey. This was um, in 2010 before Hurricane Sandy hit, of course. So uh, we were trying to save the building and relocate it to a safer location and restore it. Um, so we're able to raise a couple thousand dollars just through that one Facebook campaign for, like I said, 10 or 20 bucks that I spent on ads. And uh, that kind of propelled me to thinking more about you. Got it. Got it. So, so what happened to that house? I'm curious. Ryan, you there? <laughs> Uh-oh. I think Ryan just uh, bumped off the line. So we'll, uh, we'll, get him, we'll get him back here in just a moment. So I'll have the producer reach out and get him back on the line. But, uh, but yeah, no, the cool thing about Facebook is that it really kind of levels the playing field because, I mean, if you take a look at it, 
I mean, I had a Facebook account back in 2003. I think I was one of, you know, they, it started over, obviously at Harvard and then it kind of spread throughout there. And 2003, I had my first Facebook account. And since, you know, I've had it for that long. So I've had it like 11 years, which is a pretty long time. And it's changed a lot since then. And it's really becoming a, became a major adversi- advertising behemoth. And, uh, and so now, um, you know, it's, it's really, the, the game has changed. They have so much more data now that they used to. I mean, they have access to all kinds of databases of information that they can get really microscopic on, on audiences. And so, so, Ryan, I'm sure you've seen, a, you know, a lot change on, on Facebook. And, and my last question before um, we had that little interruption there was, uh, you know, what happened to that house? I was just curious about that. Well, uh, unfortunately... Thanks to a, a ton of red tape, we weren't able to move it. We would have to wait about nine years to get through um, to somebody and the environmental uh, issues that involved with with what was going on. So basically, the earliest day that we could think about moving that location would be it was 2010 and probably around 2020. Uh, and then, fortunately, Hurricane Sandy came through, and uh, literally it was gone within a day. So that was... That put the end to that effort. Oh. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, oh, oh man. All right. Well, it was either death, death by a thousand bites, or one one uh, hurricane. Apparently, so uh, well, that's sad. But you know what? What what's awesome about that is actually got you really kickstarted and got your your imaginative juices going about what's possible with Facebook. And so, so now you've been teaching people about the methods that you incorporate. So let's dive into that. You know what? What are the lead generation methods that you utilize in your business, and what works and what doesn't work, and and how can people get started? Awesome. So, some things that I do personally in our business, where we're selling digital products, uh, coaching, doing webinars. Uh, most of the time, we'll send traffic right from Facebook, both on desktop and mobile, to optimize squeeze pages so we can capture their email address. Uh, you know, a lot of people would buy likes, you know, even uh, not through Facebook ads, or uh, but either way, you're not going to be able to reach them as, nearly as effectively as through an email list. So, uh, if you just look at the statistics, although a fan page is great to have and likes are great in large numbers, though the average person may have three to four hundred likes, and the likely chance of them seeing your post engagements are very low, but with an email, you can get 10, 20, 30% open rate. So that really increases the value. So in most cases, we send traffic right to a squeeze page, capture their email address, provide a lot of value, build a relationship because it is cold traffic. So you have to make sure to build a lot of value on the front end and just continue to follow up through an autoresponder. Got it. So what, um, you know, how is the, uh, the nature of squeeze pages, uh, excuse me, squeeze pages change the game? Because, you know, I know they probably used to be a lot more effective nowadays. Do you find people are more skeptical about putting their information into squeeze pages? How do you increase that conversion from them getting on the landing page to opting in with their, their contact details? Sure. Well, a good conversion is anything over 40% and excellent would be over 50%. Uh, even with cold traffic, you can get up to 60% in, in some niches if you have a really good 
squeeze page. And some of the things you want to do is just really keep it super simple. Just try out a really simple squeeze page and don't um, provide like a lot of different fields for them to fill out. In most cases, we just use an email form. So they just have to type in their email. Uh, another suggestion we could do uh, with Facebook traffic, you can run it to a Facebook registration form. So they're already logged into Facebook. Uh, so there's no reason for them to enter their email address in. I've done some testing on that. The conversions are a little bit lower um, for whatever reason, actually, than entering an email address. But more likely that you'll get a better email. Uh, another thing you can do, of course, is split test your landing page. So we've done tests constantly on our landing pages. So it takes them from 35% conversions to 40, 45, 50. And just that little change there can definitely increase your return on investment uh, even twofold if you split test both the landing page and then also your funnel in detail. Got it. What are what are some of the most surprising uh, landing page tweaks that resulted in the highest amount of conversion? Great question. Let's see. Well, the biggest I know a lot of people like to tweak every little thing on a landing page, but probably the best thing you can do is completely change the offer. Uh, so, for example, we had a offer that was something like, uh, show me this free video on how to get traffic from Facebook to get some new leads, something like that, something really simple. I was converting at about 35%. And so instead of changing the headline or changing a bullet point or changing anything on that page, I just created a completely new offer. And instead, this time I gave a downloadable away of a, a free mind map that goes over my strategy on how to drive traffic from Facebook. And then that was converting at 55% out of the gate. Nice. So um, a lot of times, all people like split test everything, every single thing on a landing page, although that's only good if you have a really good offer already. The first thing you want to do really is split test an offer. So they have a completely different offer that may resonate with that crowd better. So that's a really good way of doing a uh, split test out of the gate. Got it. Okay, very cool. So um, now would you say mind maps is the most highly sought after thing or is it is it just based on audience or what have you seen work the best for giveaways? Oh, yeah, it absolutely depends on the audience. Uh, so if you're selling to more uh, like a physical, you have a physical product, uh, say it's on Amazon or e-commerce or whatever, the best thing to do is offer a coupon code in exchange for an email. Uh, another thing that you could do is offer a free product and then have some kind of upsell on the back end. So they get a free product, and maybe it's 10 bucks, along with a subscription-based type of back end, whether it's a newsletter or you get a, a product every month delivered to you. Uh, so that's a model, depending on what kind of market you're in. I mean, the downloadable giveaways, that usually works better with digital products. So a mind map could be a video, uh, could be a PDF. A lot of different things could work. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's always important, firstly, to find out what market you're in, uh, what could you give away that has a ton of value that is really sought after, and then your conversions will just skyrocket. Got it. Let me ask you this. I mean, if you're, um, I mean, you get, I mean, 30% 30, 30 plus, 40% plus, 50% plus, 60% plus. I mean, those are, 
you know, great opt-in ratios. And I don't know if you've gotten different ones along that spectrum, but, um, you know, what is it that you're primarily promoting? Because it seems to me like if you're promoting, you know, a Facebook, um, you know, traffic blueprint mind map for them to look at, that, that'd be prime if it's coming from Facebook. I mean, is that primarily what you're doing? Is there other offers that have converted at those massive levels? Yeah, uh, free webinars also convert very well, although you have to be careful with any type of event that you're going to be hosting through um, Facebook because if you're going to be promoting to different countries, for example, you have different time zones, so you can make the offers more appealing per time zone if you're doing something like a webinar. Uh, so, for example, um, you can have it split-tested to the point where U.S. traffic gets to see one landing page, you know, U.K. traffic sees another. So we'll say, like, oh, this is the time that the U.K. webinar is or it's a different webinar altogether or you're doing an auto webinar. Uh, so there's things you can do like that that convert really well. We have conversions around about the same, around 50% on free webinars. It's basically, if you want to get good conversions, you got to be offering a lot of value. A lot of the word free has to be in the ad and has to be on whatever landing page that you're sending people to. Because, again, most likely these people are cold traffic. They may have seen your ads before. You may have some branding effect if you've done enough Facebook ads. Or if you have a big enough brand, you may have already that established. But if not, then you really have to build out the value. And so no matter what you offer, you have to put your, your best stuff out front. And uh, people will appreciate that. And the one thing you don't want to do on Facebook is sell right off the gate at least on the actual ad itself, um, to a cold traffic crowd. Got it. Totally makes sense. Totally. You know, it's kind of like, you know, trying to, you know, you go on a first date, blind date maybe, and you try to to go to bed with the the woman, (laughs) right? It's like that. Uh, Exactly. You skip every other step. So there's always a process in place. Yeah. Now, of course, Facebook advertising, you could be doing, uh, targeting people that are already your fans, for example, or, already uh, people that are, have bought from you in the past, and then the offer would be different. Then you could sell people directly through Facebook. But for the most part, the reason why you'd be running ads is because you want to build a bigger list, you want to build a bigger audience, and so most of that will be completely cold. They won't know who you are. Got it. Mm, totally makes sense. Well, good. So we're with Ryan Shaw right now. We're going to take a short break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk more about Facebook lead traffic. Talk to you in a moment. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. There's always one thing that will take your business from being where it is right now to where you want it to be. One thing that determines the difference between failure and success, customers and clients. That's the only one place they come from, leads. If you don't have leads, you don't have a business. Leads are like oxygen. Corey and I are going to show you the 10 proven ways to generate an unlimited supply of leads. We're going to give you private access to a proprietary system for free. It's called the Mojo Lead Mastery. This program guarantees you'll never have to wonder where your next lead comes from. Let's start creating the business you've always wanted and deserved. Let's get those leads fired up right now. You can start using our 10 award-winning tactics and tips. Go to Mojo Lead Mastery and get your free trial in the Mojo Lead Mastery program. 
That's MojoLeadMastery.com. You take the first step, we'll take the rest with you. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Listening to the Mojo Marketing Edge. To reach the show today, please call 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to connect at mojovideomarketing.com. Now, back to this week's show. All right, we're back. Corey Michael Sanchez, mojovideomarketing.com. We're talking about lead generation and Really, we're talking about Facebook lead generation. So we're on with Ryan Shaw, who's told us a lot about, you know, the first steps to really, you know, mastering the art of lead generation on Facebook is to drive traffic, use paid advertising, drive them to squeeze pages, do a lot of testing. And if you're not getting results, change your offer completely because that's one of the best ways to do it quickly. So we're now talking uh, once more about this these methodologies uh, so he's shared with us a lot of great nuggets so far, and uh, let's keep diving in on this particular topic. So you know, before before we hit the break, we were we were really talking about the best ways to increase your conversion, what people are looking for, and what people opt into, and all of that stuff. And he was talking about advertisements, and you know how you don't want to really sell right on the get go. You want to offer free, 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 and all of that stuff. So let me ask you this, Ryan. I mean, you're driving to a squeeze page. You have free in the ad. You got free on the landing page. They opt in for something free. Um, what? What? Uh, at what point do you start selling people? Great question. Well, it all depends on the sales model and the sales funnel. Uh, literally, you can create a hundred different types of sales funnels. It all depends on the business. But ideally, the strategy is you go from free. You get the email. You provide value. You can offer something right after that. Uh, uh, a lot of times in this industry now, it's in coin as called like the tripwire or the one-time upsell. Uh, so it's something that's low priced. People are okay with buying something that's a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, something where it's just a couple bucks, and they don't really know you and they don't really trust you yet. They'll buy something like that. Not, of course, not everybody, but perhaps five or ten percent uh, after an opt-in could buy an offer like that. Uh, what you don't want to do is offer anything that's high ticket of any type. Uh, so if you're offering a service or something like that, then you send them over usually to a consultation form of some type. Or I like to set up something like a video. So Facebook is a social platform. People are on there to see what's going on with other people. And so the best way to build a no like trust factor would be 
after an opt-in and they can put your face on camera if you're offering that kind of product or service where that makes sense. Uh, so people can connect with you personally, start to know they can trust you. Uh, do you sound genuine? Are you trying to rip me off? All those kind of questions will be answered through video as it's a hundred times more effective if you just have something like that compared to an offer right off the bat. Got it. Are you talking uh, like, uh, like real quick, and then we'll go into what you were about to say. But before you do that, is that like a you in front of the camera kind of video? Is it like a screen capture video? What are you thinking? Yeah, yeah. It could be, it could be either, but really having that your face on camera helps out tremendously. I mean, it all depends on the offer, if that makes sense to do that. But it's all about building that no lake and trust factor. Again, it's cold traffic. So the number one goal after the opt-in, after you have a, something that's converting that's free, is how do you build no like and trust with that audience now that you're converting, you're paying this traffic for? Because without that, uh, you're not going to be getting the return on investment that you're looking for. Got it. Absolutely. Okay. Totally makes sense. So, so let's just say that. Um, okay. So somebody opts in for something for free. What is that free thing that you deliver to them, and how does it relate to the rest of your funnel? Okay, so it could be a downloadable. What I like to do after the opt-in page, uh, the thank you page will say something like, go check your email, and uh, you'll have that, you know, whatever that you got for free is uh, instructions will be sent to your email. So number one, that makes sure that they put in the right email and you don't have a bad email. And if they did, they have to go back and put in their good email to get the bonus that they wanted or the free, you know, the freebie. Uh, and number two, it trains them to open up their email and look for your email and figure out, okay, oh, this is coming from Ryan Shaw. Okay, this is how his email looks. All right, I'm kind of familiar with that. So next time you send out an autoresponder message, people will be expecting that. Uh, so that's one cool little trick there as far as getting a better return on investment on cold traffic is getting used to people opening their email and checking for your name or for your business name. Uh, and for your emails, and kind of like the format and look and feel of it. So next time they see it, they'll open it up. So then at that point, they've checked their email. Uh, the link could be in there for uh, a one-time upsell, like you said, something low ticket, uh, subscription, $1 offer. If you're selling software, we do, do a lot of trials, dollar trial offers, 60 money-back guarantees, something like that. Uh, it's all about no risk, no risk, no risk. Um, um, guarantees, testimonials, building trust. And again, it could be sending in somebody over to uh, a webinar. It could be sending somebody over to a, a video of yourself. It could be uh, just a downloadable that they get, and then they'll get free content over the period of a couple weeks. So, uh, for example, with the, the autoresponder series, once you get cold traffic in, you have about two weeks to convert that into something. And so if you're just sending out broadcast emails through your email provider, uh, you're not going to really have the success that you want, plus it takes a lot more work. So it's good to really spend time and craft an auto uh, autoresponder series. And it depends on how many emails you need. It depends on the product and the marketplace. But in most cases, you get out three to five emails in the first week, trip a couple more emails in the second week, follow up in a month, with a, a, another email, so it could be anywhere from five to ten emails that first month, and then drip emails from there um, over time, three months, six months, um, and you can do things like re-engagement series and stuff like that. It's more advanced if you have something like an infusion software, you can do that kind of stuff. 
or you can just get the results right off the bat with that new traffic, build that no lake and trust factor. Um, so some things that we like to send out, of course, depending on the niche, but it could be case studies, it could be reviews, it could be like, oh, hey, did you forget? Oh, here's a coupon code. Like, oh, you didn't, you didn't engage in the offer yet, you didn't sign up. That's okay. We want to do something special for you and just keep providing more value, 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 discounts, no risk, all that kind of stuff. And those conversions will come in. Got it. Okay, cool. No, there's just some magical tidbits here. I mean, you want to you want to offer them, uh, you know, the free content you deliver to them, make sure that you get their correct email address so that way you can deliver them what they asked for in the first place. And then what you want to do is drip on them case studies, reviews, maybe coupon codes, do something special for them. You want to have an autoresponder sequence. You want to, you know, four to five in the first week and then a couple the next week. And then, and then how many after that on an ongoing basis? Well, the autoresponder series after that, if, if they haven't taken you up on the offer, they're probably not going to. Mm-hmm. So you could send them to other offers or you could just keep them in the pipeline and try to re-engage with them through like a re-engagement series. Or like, hey, look, you haven't opened up any of these emails that we sent you. You haven't taken action on the offer. Maybe we did something wrong. Can you fill out the survey? Or perhaps, uh, or you can send them to another autoresponder series at the end of that one that you have set up for a different offer. It could be another free offer. So like we were saying before is when you have a, a squeeze page, you have some kind of freebie. Uh, it's good to have two or three of them. So in that case, you go through the first autoresponder series, and, uh, you know, they bought it and you know, they got the freebie to download, but then they weren't engaged in to buy the product or they didn't buy the main offering that you have, right? And so at the end of the series, maybe after two weeks, maybe after a month, that last email is more of like a re-engagement email, and then you send out another one after another month to another freebie offer. So like, hey, you know what? That's all right. We get another freebie offer, and then the whole cycle repeats itself, or they go through another autoresponder series about the same length. Got it. Okay. So if you're sending them to, so basically let's just say that you're running another campaign to them and you're sending them to another free offer, they still have to opt into it kind of thing? Is that how that works? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You can still, if you're using something like we use, we use lead pages for all of our clients and our business. And so if they've already put in their email on another lead page, it's automatically saved there. So they just have to press the button and enter. But the idea is, they're actually taking the action. If they're not taking the action, if you just give them a free offer without the opt-in, then you don't really know if they're re-engaged or not. Got it. And so you want the people to take the action because if they're not going to take the action to do that, they're not going to take the action to buy anything from you anytime soon. Okay, that makes sense. So so how many emails do you send to sell them on the free opt-in for the second offer? You don't have to send out too many. Uh, It'd probably be just once a month you know, if they haven't opted in to that new list and then you automate, you have an automation rule. Once they do opt into that, to that new freebie offer, they are off the old one. Got it. Okay. So just once a month, you're sending them an email that says, Hey, go get my other free stuff over here. Yeah. And maybe you have different offers, different uh, free things. Mm-hmm. Got it. But the whole idea is just to get them onto another autoresponder series and the whole, whole thing repeats itself. But if they don't, then that's basically a dead lead. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay, totally makes sense. Once they're a dead lead, you ever do anything else with them after that? Well, that's where uh, broadcast emails come into play. 
So you never know what's going to happen with those leads. And so it's not a good idea to send too many broadcast emails if you have a really strong funnel in place and you know, very solid autoresponder sequences where you're bringing a lot of cold traffic in. But from time to time, if you're doing special events, it could be freebies too, like a free webinar, or you're having some kind of you know, special one-time event, then uh, definitely send out broadcast emails. And you never know, they could re-engage at that point. Got it. Okay. That totally makes sense. Absolutely. So, okay, good. So this is all very interesting and uh, compelling stuff here. How do you come up with the, um, you know, how long are your email follow-up sequences? Are they very short? Are they more story-like? How do you craft the subject line? What's going on there? Right. Well, so you have to think about the audience that you're targeting when you set up the autoresponder sequence. And, yeah, it could definitely play out as a story. Those work really well. So it's like one long story. And you create it all at once, but it goes it goes out over a certain amount of time. So the first one's like, oh yeah, I'm really excited. You got this free offer. Uh, you know, here's the next step. Kind of kind of emails, and then like, oh, did you miss it? Like, oh, check this out. We added some more value. We added some testimonials, case studies, something like that. And the follow up emails after those, and then towards the end, uh, you know, if they still haven't taken your uh, advantage of the offer, they haven't been clicking through. Uh, then you can get a little bit more forceful. Like, wait, did you miss this? Did you not see this email kind of headlines? Or uh, headlines that always work out well is just something really simple, like, hey, or like, uh, I've been trying to reach you, something like that. If they haven't reengaged, you put that towards the end of the autoresponder sequence. Got it. Very cool. Excellent. Now, this is exceptional stuff, and, you know, we're just piling through all this really best practices for Facebook advertisement. Let me ask you this. I mean, what are some of the things that are uh, that you want to do when you're putting together your Facebook ads so that way you get the highest results and you don't get any hot water with Facebook? Okay, yeah, so it all depends on the offering. There are certain things that Facebook does not approve of, of course, uh, such as dating or anything that has too much sex in the offer, uh, too much... Um, uh, no MLM, things like that. Can't be uh, high income claims. Um, so a lot of things like that come into play. Uh, anything, any type of offer that has like an exit pop up, uh, that has all the play videos. Those are the things you probably are not going to want to have uh, as far as like a landing page from Facebook. Uh, so it's not as strict as AdWords when it comes to like what offers you can put out there. You can get away with a lot more on Facebook still right now. But, again, doesn't mean that the crowd's going to convert even if you get away with it. Uh, so the idea is remember that this crowd is on social. It's not, they're not typing in keyword and looking for exactly what you're offering. Now, you have the right audience, hopefully, if you did the targeting right within Facebook. Uh, but it's a different feel. So it takes more time to build the know, like, and trust factor because they're not already sold on something. For example, if they're typing in, say, I... Uh, need a website design quote, uh, you can target a crowd on Facebook in a different way, like a certain audience type, our business owners in a certain niche, but they're not necessarily looking for that at that time. Uh, so the way that you do that is a little bit differently. Uh, so again, it's more important to build uh, quality landing pages that, you know, show that you're uh, an expert or your business, you know, top of the line that it's quality, that it's a place where people want to come back and have different ways for people to engage, whether it's through the fan page, through its 
the landing pages with uh, Facebook comments, uh, things like that, and you actually respond, you know, in a timely manner. And that goes a long way as well. So any, any types of things that you can do on the social elements and things you want to stay away from or just a lot of spammy con- uh, uh, ways of getting people to re-engage with your landing pages, specifically like exit pop-ups and uh, autoplay videos and it's a lot of spam stuff that you see in certain niches that's such as like make money online, for example. You can't do that kind of stuff within Facebook. Uh, so it has to be a higher quality than, say, if you're just buying email traffic from a solo ads list. Uh, you still have to have a, a specific offer that is more, a little bit more higher end. Because you actually have a higher end crowd for the most part with Facebook when you compare it to other traffic generation sources. Got it. Very cool. Okay, good. So so basically, um, no exit pops, no autoplay videos, not really... Uh, network marketing geared, can't have real spammy information, get rich quick kind of thing, dating sites, too much sex appeal, all of that stuff. And uh, let me ask you this, what's the anatomy of a great uh, landing page, you know, besides, you know, making sure you have an opt-in form and all that stuff and a headline? I mean, what are some other things that you need to have on there that are critical? Well, it's a cold audience. We can split tests against this, but so far I found out if having testimonials and a lot of social proof on the landing page could help out with conversions. Uh, so if it's a cold audience, again, they don't really know you. So like, who is this person? Who is this company? Um, if they already, if you already have the branding in place, you may not need that. You can keep it really simple. But uh, that's, a, that's a good strategy as well. Uh, again, you have to think about, you know, it is cold traffic still if you're not just targeting people that are already your fans or customers. And so you have to be really thinking about, you know, how do you build that trust, how you know, like, and trust factor. Got it. Okay, very cool. Testimonials. Great, great, great suggestion. Like written testimonials, video testimonials, do you have it, how do you, where do you find it best to align those things? <clears throat> yeah, you want to keep them pretty short. I mean, it's still a landing page. Uh, found out usually the shorter the landing page, the better with conversions in most cases. Uh, but you always want to split test. You never know. Um, sometimes you'd be surprised. Uh, so, I mean, with Facebook advertising, uh, I say this all the time to our customers is, uh, you know, that sometimes they want exactly, like, what am I going to get with this, you know, this landing page compared to this one? I'm like, well, you have to run the data. You know, spend $100 on that landing page, spend $100 on that one, and then see the results. Um, with the tools that we use with the lead pages, it does A-B split testing, and it'll tell you what the probable winner is. And it's really easy that way. So you already know exactly, okay, landing page one is converting 15 times, uh, 15% higher. So we're going to go with that one and remove landing page two. Uh, so that's a, that's a good way to do it in the beginning. If you've never done it, just offer, have a couple different offers and, and have a couple of different split tests on the offer. But shorter is better if you've never done a landing page before. Headline, just opt in, and then that's it. Excellent. Very cool stuff. Well, good. We're going to take a short break. We come back with Ryan Shaw about Facebook lead generation. Thanks so much. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! 
If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to the Mojo Marketing Edge. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to connect at mojovideomarketing.com. Now, back to this week's show. All right, we're back. Corey Michael Sanchez, mojovideomarketing.com. We're talking to Ryan Shaw about best practices for Facebook lead generation. So we're going to go into some other best practices here um, I want to talk about landing pages really quickly, and then we're going to cover a couple other topics. Now, Ryan, do you, how does it usually go? Um, do you usually create your own landing pages? Do you have like a landing page expert that, that does it for you? I know you guys use lead pages, which is an amazing tool. I mean, it just makes creating landing pages so darn easy, uh, which is nice. But uh, in essence, I mean, are you usually creating them yourself, or, or do you have a, 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 you know, a wizard that does it for you? I mean, how, how is that usually done? <clears throat> Great question. So, yeah, we've been using lead pages now since early 2013. Before that, used Optimize Press, um, created ones through HTML from scratch, a lot of different strategies with that. And most times what I like to do is I look around to see which ones in that field, that you know, that niche uh, that I'm doing business in, see what they're doing, see the type of offers that they have, what's the most appealing uh, catches my eye. And the wording, uh, you know, knowing the exact target audience and what they're looking for, 
uh, as far as like what could be the best freebie for that. And then I come up with two or three different offers that I can give out for free to that audience. And then I create the landing pages from there. So now it's really simple as far as actually the creation of the landing pages because uh, you just use the templates from lead pages that are already proven. And they all convert really well, um, some better than others, of course. And so, yeah, now we have basically results that we know certain landing pages work better than others. And it's just a matter of duplicating the success we've had in the other landing pages. Just literally just click, click a button, it says duplicate in lead pages. And then there we go, just edit uh, what you see is what you get. And now it's ridiculously easy to uh, have a professional landing page done without the time and energy and the copywriting. Um, as long as you test out a couple different headlines, you'll be good. So uh, if you have, if you know your audience well, uh, you can definitely do it yourself without paying anyone as far as like a copyright expert to come in and do it. And I've never had any problems as far as getting the right wording. Um, so it just takes a little bit of practice, and it's good to build up a bit of a swipe file of different ones out there and just take screenshots of them, save them into a folder, so you can always reference them later to see uh, the wording and which ones are, are working or still running traffic to them and which ones are not. So this works in any niche. You can go to actually... Uh, this website, I forget the name of it, but it's literally a huge swipe file of landing pages. Uh, if I can find it, I'll let you know. But for example, we can look at ones that are really successful, such as uh, Dropbox or Basecamp, and they're using specific landing page for three or four years. So we know it's converting. So take a, take a look at what's going on in your industry. Landing pages have been around for a while and use them as a swipe file. That's awesome. Very nice. Okay, good. So develop your own little swipe file, and your swipe file is just landing pages that you like the look of, or they catch your eye, or they're, uh, you know, they got some good <clears throat> stuff on it that's attractive to you, and kind of utilize it. You know, we call it, uh, you know, swipe. Also, R and D. R and D used to mean um, research and development. Now it means rip off and duplicate, right? So uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that website is swipe.co. Ooh, nice. Swiped.co. Very nice. Bookmark that right away if you're listening to this. That's huge. Very nice. Thank you, Ryan. So let's dive into more of the advertising. You know, I know you have some ninja tactics about, uh, you know, doing the bids, finding the traffic sources and all that stuff on Facebook. So let's talk a little bit more about that. Excellent. So I see a lot of the same mistakes happening over and over again with people that are advertising on Facebook. Even if they're if they're brand new or a little bit more experienced, the same issues pop up again and again. And I'll just list them right now. So one thing is conversions aren't tracked. They're not just they're not they don't have the analytics or the tracking in place. They're just running some traffic and hoping for the best, right? Um, you know, in some cases you can do that. You can you can look at how much money you spent versus how much you made. Uh, but if you're already doing sales, then you can't really do that. So. Number one is you have to know uh, what conversions are coming in. So you can do on a per sale or per lead basis. So if you're using a landing page, how much it costs you per lead. And then you can have another uh, tracking code in place as far as per sale. Um, So it's a Facebook pixel you just put into whatever page that you want. It's a thank you page for a lead. And it's the uh, page after a sale uh, for a per sale conversion. So number one, you really have to have the conversion pixel in place, and that goes with any type of paid advertising because uh, you're getting data in. How do you track to see if that data is working uh, as far as what you're paying for? 
uh, that's why it's really important to have that. So uh, another another thing I see a lot of people doing, uh, making a mistake of, is creating one ad and just targeting like millions of people and without any uh, split testing, just a little, just one ad, and they're putting in different interests, uh, people that are interested in five different or seven, you know, seven ten different pen, uh, landing pages or interest groups, and uh, not dialing down the offer to a certain demographic, just wide targeting. And then getting frustrated after a week, wondering why they, they burnt all through their money without getting a return on investment. Uh, so that is huge. Uh, you know, it takes a little time to get used to it, but really split testing every single different type of interest, demographic, age groups. You have all the, these options available. So you want to split test with about 50, or 50 to $100 with each individual ad that's being run on Facebook. Uh, and uh, this is the same with Google AdWords. Uh, so someone that's had experience with AdWords before Facebook was around, yeah, every single keyword gets you data. So with Facebook, it doesn't work like that. You can literally put all the different keywords or interests that you want into one ad and run it. Uh, so I see a lot of that happening, uh, unlike AdWords, which you actually have to separate the keywords one by one and get data. Uh, so you want to do it similar to that. Got it. Okay, very cool. So... Uh, you know, creating distinct ads. Is there easier ways to do this besides, like, you know, <laughs> following all the steps to making sure that you create an ad over and over and over again for different segments? Yeah, absolutely. So use the power editor. If you're going to be creating, like, say, more than 10 ads, if you have a bunch of different interests, if you want to split test demographics, uh, different countries, age groups, uh, try out some of the different um, third-party targeting that you can do. Uh, all that data is more easy and more easy to duplicate within the power editor. And so you can do that over different ad sets, different ads. You can create hundreds of different ads in about a minute. Uh, so you just highlight, click, uh, click shift, uh, whatever ads that you want to duplicate. Hit the little duplicate button within power editor. And you highlight those ones you just duplicated and only change one thing with those ads. So you could have you know five different images, for example, that you're split testing, and then you can have uh, ten different interests and three different demographics. So right there, you're, if you multiply those, that could be over 150 ads. And so a power editor makes it really simple to do that. You know, so you just upload it and save it, which is also very similar to AdWords as well. They have their own version. Got it. Very cool. Okay, good. So that'll make it easier. So Facebook Power Editor utilizes it. It's an awesome tool for making different segmented ads uh, easily. What's your tricks for um, the images that you use in your advertisements? Well, some, some good guidelines to go by is don't put a whole lot of bland colors in the ad. I mean, I'm sure you've seen a lot of these different image ads with a green or a red background or a um, blur. So that works to grab some attention. Uh, any bright colors and making sure you have a call to action is really important. Uh, the, you know, the images you can split test depends on the market uh, that you're in. If you want to do something that's inspirational that people can share, that works out really well with a lot of different industries. Uh, just a lot of colors, but not over the top. So Ideally, you want to get a click-through rate on desktop traffic of around 
maybe three percent. So for every hundred people that see the ad, three click on it. That's pretty good. Uh, now, if it drops under one, that means it's time to test out if you're targeting the right audience and you have the right image and you have a call to action. So Facebook allows you to do call to action in a couple different ways now. With their new ads, you can have a like get download, um, kind of little button there, like download, sign up, learn more. Uh, because most people are familiar with hyperlinks and they click on them. But if you don't have a hyperlink in the ad, it's just an image. It's really important to have an um, actually call to action. Like click the image below to learn more. For example, in the actual ad copy will increase conversions. But yeah, with images, it, it's, it's tough to say because you always have to test. Um, so, but basically the, the guideline is um, put a little bit of text in the actual image with a call to action. So like sign up for a free webinar, get a dis- discount offer, but also have the image too. So you can have up to 20% of your image be text. So make sure to utilize that and then also have some bright colors or a border overlay or um, if you're targeting men, you know, we've used images of women, uh, but in a tasteful way so that they convert much higher without getting just people just randomly clicking on it just to check it out. Uh, so you can kind of uh, test that. And also a lot of images that worked for us in the past are like really nice images that people like sharing. Whether it's like a nice backdra- uh, background or it's a beach scene, uh, inspirational scenes. And within Facebook now, you can actually have a lot of images, stock images to choose from uh, like that that are already ready to go. Nice. That's fabulous. Well, this has been very enlightening to just, you know, listen in on all of these great tactical maneuvers for Facebook advertisement and generating leads. So thank you so much for sharing, Ryan. This was, you know, very epically done with lots of content, lots of great, you know, tips and and tricks in here. It's a little bit higher level. So we're, you know, we went through a lot of different variables, a lot of different things very fast. And uh, obviously, Ryan's got a lot of expertise in it. So uh, if you want to check out more about Ryan's phenomenal advice and his wisdom regarding Facebook, then check him out. It's uh, ryanshaw.me. It's uh, R-Y-A-N-S-H-A-W.me. Check him out. He's got some great information there for you. And uh, Ryan, you know, before we wrap up, is there anything else you'd like to, to share with people? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, um, just really quickly, if you go to my website, uh, just like what we were saying in, in, in this interview, is there's a lot of free content. Uh, it's all about building value. So there's plenty of free things to download. Uh, most of the stuff that we talked about today in the interview, you can actually check out in more detail uh, on our blog. But uh, basically, if you're not running Facebook traffic right now, and you're and you're running a business, and you're generating income. Uh, there's no reason not to get started today. Uh, at the very least, you get started using some custom audiences of your existing email list that you can retarget in that way. Uh, set up some website conversion uh, uh, pixels and run some paid traffic to a squeeze page or an appropriate offer uh, similar to that, like a coupon offer or whatever that may be. And then also set up retargeting on your website so you can start retargeting the people that are already visiting that are already interested in you. And so you have a lot of those warm leads available that may not be on your list or may not have bought from you yet. And if you don't take advantage of it where people are, such as Facebook, 
uh, you're going to be losing a lot of money that you can easily be making with a huge return on investment. They're just using custom audiences and retargeting, and then also experimenting with increasing your sales through uh, targeting new crowds of people to get in onto your email list. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much. Ryan Shaw, ryanshaw.me. Check him out. Great information. Facebook lead generation. Also go to mojovideomarketing.com for more details on how you can get access to more shows and awesome content. Thanks again, everybody. We'll talk to you soon and see you next week in the Mojo Marketing Edge. Thank you for listening today. Please tune in to The Mojo Marketing Edge with Ira Rosen and Corey Michael Sanchez again next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.